0: Hello, and welcome to Thrive, a podcast that gives you strategies and inspiration to help you live your best life.
1: Learn from us, two cancer survivors, as we show you how we don't just survive, but thrive. Welcome to the Thrive Podcast. This episode is being sponsored by The Tea Spot, an artesian producer of handcrafted whole leaf teas. As Garth knows, I love tea, and I drink tea from The Tea Spot every single day, probably at least five cups a day. You, too, can enjoy tea from the T-Spot and get 15% off all of your purchases by using coupon code THRIVE. Check it out at theteaspot.com. I'm Dara Kurtz, author of Crush Cancer, available on Amazon, and creator of crazyperfectlife.com.
0: Hi, I'm Garth Callahan. I'm a five-time cancer survivor and the original napkin notes dad. I've been writing notes to my daughter, Emma, and sticking them into her lunch ever since kindergarten. You know, Dara, the, the last podcast um, really leads into this podcast. And, you know, I, and I'll share with the, the listeners what I mean by that. We, you and I, we, we kind of do a little powwow before we start the podcast. And sometimes we're, we just catch up with what's going on in our lives. And this last time, I actually set out um, a very critical direction for us. And we had, uh, we had recorded this, this episode, and it kind of went awry towards the end. Um, Dara got the case of, got a case of the giggles, and we decided that it was probably best if we tried to re-record it. And I was, I was reflecting on the episode, not, uh, not about the giggles at all. Uh, and I know that Dara was kind of concerned about that, but I was reflecting on the fact that I felt very much pushed to the middle. And if you haven't listened to that episode, please go back and listen to it. Uh, The episode is titled Faith Versus Fear. And so I I set out this intention of, you know, Dara, I, I don't feel comfortable going to the middle. I want to be more forceful and more purposeful with what I'm saying. And it turned out that I was that, by putting that intention out there, um, I actually shared a story. I, sh- I shared a something that I really didn't expect to share. And I think that it really recapped the episode so, so well that I and, and I don't know that I would have gotten there had I not intentionally tried to push myself.
1: Absolutely. I find living with intention is such a game changer in terms of just like you said pushing you or defining what you want or acknowledging it and then actually making it happen. And so what you did right before our episode and you've never really done it before is you said, Dara, before we start, I'm going to set the intention to da 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 da. And then that's exactly what happened.
0: Well, and it happened way more than what I would have expected.
1: It, it was so powerful. Like we could feel the we could feel the energy, Garth. I mean, really. And so, it was amazing. It,
0: oh. Well, thank you. And, and I think that there were two things that were going on outside of the fact that I did set the intention, Dara really gave me permission. She said, Hey, I, I'm not sure if I feel comfortable with this, but you know, you, you do you. And, and I did. And, and so today's episode is living with intention. And how do you do that? And why do you do that? And you know, what importance does that carry in your life? And you now I'll, I'll start with how I kind of set out my my day to day intentions. It's really basic. You can imagine I'm a geek, so I have how, how
1: many times do you say that a, on all the Thrive podcast? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well,
0: I say it all the time in my whole in my life, and you know why, Dara? Because when I was grow-
1: you're, you define who you are, like you embrace it. Uh,
0: yes, I embrace it, and for the longest time, I wasn't comfortable with being a geek and especially as a teenager i grew up in a really small town i was the geekiest of the geeks there right i loved to read i loved science fiction i loved math i liked getting good grades in school and what
1: a what a loser
0: i know i know (laughs) but 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 my peers were not necessarily at that same level and because I didn't know that being a geek is, is actually cool, it's an okay thing, uh, you know, Steve Jobs, um, I, I just didn't feel comfortable. So I say it all the time. But, you know, going back to my, um, my living with intention and how I do that, you know, Dara, I don't know if you know this about me, but I actually plan my week every week on Friday at four o'clock. Um, so if, as, as I'm ending my work week, I sit down and I plan what I'm, what I need to do for the the week and not just what I need to do, but what do I want to do? How do I fill my mission? And I use this fantastic form. I'll make sure that we put a link to it in the uh, show notes and I won't take any credit for it. Somebody else designed it. Um, David C S E A H, uh, he's the one who designed it and it's called the day grid balancer. And what I like about it is right across the top, the title of it is satisfying things I want to do this week. Damn it.
1: Hmm. <laughs> I, I, I love that you do that. And I didn't know that you did that. But you know, what's kind of funny is I actually do the same thing, but a little bit differently. I don't have a form shocker and <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta, and, and I do it every single day. Like, so let's just say I finish working whenever that is, in a day, because I work from home, then I go ahead and make my intentions for what I want to accomplish the next time I come back to my space. I love and that. so I just kind of have that way when I come back immediately, I'm just like, okay, this is what I want to make happen. I'm just going to do it. Because I feel like we get if we when we walk away, or when you leave work on Friday, or whenever, are we just or Thursday, we just kind of get Uh, It's easy to get distracted and forget where we were and where we want to pick up. And it's just so much it's more efficient and we're more likely to do what we want to do if we acknowledge what it is we want to do.
0: Right. I think I think there's a, a good, solid foundation in building a plan. And the plan doesn't have to be from start to finish. The plan has to be where am I now in what I want to be doing? And, you know, the thing that I like about my my written out plan is that there's also there's a section for each day. And I just kind of write the things that I have scheduled. Like, honestly, today it says nine o'clock podcasting. Yay. Right. And so that way, (laughs) that way, as I ended my day yesterday, it wouldn't slip my mind. So there are the basic things like that. And then there's kind of a to do list. But then there's also the this week's big three most persnickety tasks.
1: Ooh, I like that. And I like that word, persnickety.
0: I know. That's one. I, I love this. Hey, one. can I just
1: say it again? Persnickety. Yes, persnickety.
0: <laughs> and, and it also, this one kind of gives you little blocks to fill in with how much time you think it's going to take, right? So if you if there's a, a task that you think is going to take you a couple of hours, you really do need to budget that. And And then what I do is after the weekend is over, Monday morning, before I start anything, I review just to get it set in my head, this is what I have going on this week. And this is what I want to accomplish. And these are the work goals. These are my personal goals. These are my spiritual goals, whatever they are. And then I, I'm sorry, I I color code it. Oh
1: my gosh. I know.
0: But, but so like, if what happens is like with a highlighter, no, if so,
1: Oh, you, you mean like online?
0: No, no. So what happened is, you remember earlier this week we added a recording session for our podcasting. We were going to do a double episode today, and and so I shifted my schedule. I wrote that in in a different color just to kind of be, hey, Garth, you know, you didn't plan on this, but you need to pay special attention so that you don't forget, so that you aren't being distracted, and distractions are everywhere. The
1: cent- phone ringing. (laughs) Yes.
0: My my phone is my home phone line is ringing. I'm
1: just like, no, I love that you do that. It's, it's great that you have a system that allows you to set your intentions because I think it helps you accomplish what you want to do. Have you ever heard of that, that quote? And I love this quote. I have no idea who it's, who said it, but a goal without a plan
0: is a wish. It's a wish. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And when you decide that you're going to start living life Setting intentions, you are more likely to accomplish all that you want to accomplish and probably even more. And I've found that setting intentions works so well that I do it all day long. For example, let's say that I'm going to a meeting and I want the meeting to go really well. Before I and i draw let's just say i'm meeting some people at an office before i even get out of my car i'll take some like i'll take a few minutes i'll just close my eyes i'll take some deep breaths and i'll say you know i intend for this meeting to go extremely well i intend for everything that i want to have happen happen and it just changes the whole energy and my mindset before i go into whatever it is i'm doing
0: have you ever met one of those people that just seems to exude success
1: Yes, and it's because they are traveling through their life intending to be successful.
0: Right. It doesn't happen by accident.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: And you know, I I I remember thinking there are there way back when I was in college, I was kind of in between a couple of things, and my student loans hadn't been approved. You know, my college didn't didn't care, right? Oh, so they had been approved, but they hadn't been, uh, I guess, distributed. So the college didn't care, right? Because they knew, but you know who cared? My landlord, right? So my, you know, going to my landlord saying, hey, I'm really sorry, my student loans didn't get approved yet. He didn't really care. So I took this job at a convenience store, a mom and pop convenience store, not open 24 hours, literally down the road from my apartment. And they allowed me to work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, coincidentally, the days that I didn't have school. And they, they even allowed me to bring in homework. And if it was quiet, I could do homework.
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: I could also drink all of the Mountain Dew and coffee that I wanted to. So as, a, as a college student, I was all over that. Um, and I think I was making like, I don't know, 8 or 8.50 or eight an hour, which back in the early 90s wasn't a bad gig. And so this early Sunday morning, Really early. The store's empty. This guy comes in and he's kind of disheveled. He looks like he's either just going to bed or he got up and didn't really care, just needed coffee or something like that. And he's pouring coffee, which is really close to the cashier counter. I'm the only other person in the store. And he looks at me and he's like, Good morning. Hmm? How you doing? And you know, it was almost like an old western, right? bellying up to the saloon and just not being in the right frame of mind and i kind of slammed my fist on the counter and i said i'm excellent thank you how are you Mm -hmm. and he kind of took a step back and he looked at me out of the corner of his eye and he's still stirring his coffee and he's like that's a really interesting attitude for first thing in the morning would you like a job
1: Wow.
0: And that interaction, because I, and and here's why this ties back to intention.
1: Wait, did you get a job with him?
0: I did. And I ended up working 10 years for that company.
1: Oh my goodness. Wow.
0: And so I, I, I woke up, I did not want to be awake at five o'clock on a Sunday when I was a college student, right? Because what that meant was I couldn't go out with my friends Saturday night. Yeah. And so I purposely decided that I was going to have a great attitude, whether I actually had a great attitude or not. And I was going to always say that I was excellent. When he said that's a really interesting attitude, I actually said, you know, buddy, I don't think I said buddy. I'm not the type of guy to say buddy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, pal. This um, is
1: persnickety. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the persnickety cowboy. Um <laughs> I said, hey, you know, I, I know you're just making conversation and you really don't care how I feel. And, but the more I say that I'm excellent, the more likely I am to be excellent. And that's That's when he said, well, and that's when he said, do you want a job? And um, his name is Ed Fleasack. Ed, if you're listening, please give me a call. Um, And he was a district manager with Circuit City. And I ended up working at circuit city for over 10 years. And in fact, that's how I met my wife.
1: Wow. That's amazing. I absolutely love that story. Every single thing about it. And I feel like deciding that you're going to live with intention is really the first step. So if you're listening to this podcast and you aren't someone who has ever set started to like, set your intention before you do something, or before you go to sleep at night. Tomorrow, I intend to da 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 da, or just whatever. You can actually decide right now that this is something that you want to try, and I guarantee you're going to like it because it's going to change the way you feel. And when you feel good, then the magic starts to happen, and then you're going to start to notice that things are going to start going the way you really want them to go.
0: You know, Dara, it it almost sounds like you might have a, a, I don't know, a thriving tip to divulge that would help people out.
1: (laughs) So today's thriving tip, and if you're new to the, uh, thrive podcast, a thrive tip is just a little extra bit of goodness that we like to share with you to maybe get you to think about something as you travel through your day. And the thrive tip today is to intentionally make yourself a priority. And so what I mean by that is it's so easy to get boggled down with responsibilities and bills and life and saying, I have to do this and I have to do that. But if you decide every single day that you're going to make yourself a priority, even if that's just taking 20 minutes in the morning and having a cup of tea and really just reading quietly or meditating or just doing something that you love to do, maybe you've always wanted to take an art class and then you decide, you know, I'm going to I'm going to make that happen or that you really want to exercise and take care of yourself, just intentionally deciding that you are going to make yourself a priority. You're going to take care of yourself or you're going to find time to do something that you've always wanted to do. It's going to be a game changer once you say, I intend to make this happen.
0: You know, Dara, I love that. And you know how I and, I, and I've done this because of you. Um, you know how I do that?
1: I can't wait to hear this.
0: I have a reminder on my phone that beeps at me at certain times to meditate for 15 minutes.
1: Ooh, I love that. And how, Wait, how many times does it beep in a day? Just once. Okay, and what time does it do that?
0: It depends on the day. So what I've done is I, I, I've set it based on the rhythm of what the day is, because some of my days, especially for work, are more intense than others. And so on those really intense days, I don't want to forget. And I also know that I need a mental break in the middle of some of that intensity. Nice. Um, But on a Saturday, I don't necessarily need that break in the middle of the day. I try to meditate in the morning or in the evening.
1: So did you meditate today?
0: Not yet. No. So today is one of those, um, it's a weird day because we've got a holiday in the middle of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually don't think it's going to be that intense. I also had to get up and and walk my dog first thing because it's so darn hot out. So hot, and that was really again that was intentional, right? So when as I was planning my day out yesterday um, for today, I told Lisa, I said, Hey, look, you know, I'm I'm gonna get up and walk Charlie first thing because I need to set the tone of the day, and it's going to be really hot, and I want to make sure that she gets her walk. That's really important, and I have something to do at nine o'clock, and then I need to get my work through. Um, so I was even even with this whole write writing thing down that I have. I still intent, I verbalized it and, and Lisa didn't care. Right. I mean, she had to go to work today. She didn't care what my schedule was, but by saying it, I, it was, I was setting myself up to be successful in the intention.
1: Yeah. And then you, when you went to sleep, you knew you were getting up, you got up this morning and aren't you glad now that you've already walked? Don't you feel really good?
0: I am. And you know what? I, I believe that. So Charlie, Charlie has made a couple of friends on our walk and, We typically walk not at, you know, I think I left the house at 645 today. We don't typically walk that early. But, you know, who who was at the park that early today? Her friends.
1: Aww.
0: Because they also knew it was going to be hot. And so Charlie got this experience because I was intentional and it was unplanned. But again, I think it it shows that success model of, hey, you know what? You, You made a plan. You followed through with it. And something good came out of it that was unexpected.
1: I think a lot of times if people are going through something really challenging, for example, a cancer diagnosis or they're really struggling with maybe another type of disease or just something that they feel like ha- is they're, they're going through that has happened to them and they can't, they feel like they don't have a lot of control over it. You can absolutely learn to set your intention even when you're going through stuff like that. So let me kind of tell you how I find and I've seen this work for a lot of people is let's just say that you're going through chemo and you have to be at the chemo room on Wednesday at 9 o'clock and you are completely anxious about it. You don't want to do it. You're dreading it. Before you go to sleep that night, the night before, you can say, you know, tomorrow I intend to feel good when I'm going through my chemo and I intend to be relaxed and feel calm. And then in the morning when you wake up, you can, before you even get out of bed, say, To yourself you know I intend for today to go well and just setting that intention putting it out there it really does matter and you can do that throughout the whole entire experience if you're getting a scan and that causes you a lot of anxiety like it does so many people you can say I intend to feel calm when I go for my scan and I intend to believe that everything's gonna be fine I expect good things to happen And just kind of getting in that mindset, whatever you're facing, whatever you're dealing with, it really is a mindset, Garth.
0: It is. And you know, the best part about that is that let's say that something doesn't go as planned. Um, I had a scan recently that it didn't go as planned and not my, not the one where we found out I had more cancer. It was worse than that. Actually, the scan itself was worse. I go in as they were putting in the IV so that I could get the dye. They blew a vein. Hmm. So they, you know, it was very painful. We had to use my other arm. And on top of that, about twenty minutes into the MRI, the power circuit blew. <laughs> so I'm I mean the Are you I, serious? I'm absolutely serious. I can't make this crap up. Don't they have like
1: backup and backup and backup?
0: Well, so it wasn't enough backup. <laughs> so the machine had to get reset. Right. So the power just flickered for a half of a second, but it was enough that I had to restart the whole MRI.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: And so instead of a 45 minute MRI, I was in there for well over an hour. So
1: were you just kind of hanging out in the machine?
0: I was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because they they couldn't even move the bed for a little while.
1: Nice.
0: So you know how I get through that? I close my eyes and when your eyes are closed, it doesn't matter how big or small the MRI machine is. You yeah. can kind of visualize yourself anywhere you want to. So I came out of that experience, and and I am able to use this as a good story now, mm-hmm. rather than an excuse to not go back. And because I, I started out with good intentions, that hey, it's going to, it's going to be a good scan. I'm going to be able to get through it. And so even it, with, even with that bump, it mitigated the 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 negative effects of that scan yeah it didn't turn out the way i intended but imagine if i had gone in grumpy and knowing that it was going to be an awful experience all that would have done is reinforced what i had and i would have come out worse for the wear and it would have made my day or my week or maybe even my month even worse than it was
1: you're you're able to be a little bit more resilient and kind of bounce back when life deals you an unexpected whatever if you are going into something setting your intentions and expecting things to go well
0: You know, as we've been talking, there's this phrase that keeps popping up in my head. And I hate this phrase. Hate it. Absolutely hate it.
1: I don't think I've ever heard you use the word hate.
0: Oh, I strongly dislike it much. (laughs) (laughs) I um,
1: intentionally strongly dislike.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's, oh, where is the time gone?
1: Yeah, because it didn't go anywhere. You just didn't manage the time.
0: Right. It is, you know, I, I hear... I sometimes I hear dads say that to me, especially because we've been going through this graduation season. Oh, Where is the time gone? And I kind of I kind of nod my head because what they don't want is they don't want me to actually tell them the truth. They want somebody to commiserate with them that their child is graduating and going to go off to college. And, oh, where is the time gone? My, my child was just five yesterday.
1: So Garth and I both have daughters that recently graduated from high school and are about to go to college. And so we're both kind of in that season in your right Garth I think I hear that every single day
0: and where's, and wh-
1: where's the time gone yeah
0: and you know what I think it goes it,
1: by so fast
0: and, and, and you know yes it does it go does. by fast yeah. but when somebody says that to me I think in the back of my head oh yeah I know where the time went you know we I spent went it to,
1: doing really fun things yeah, yeah. I
0: did, I, I, we had 150 softball games and we did this and we did that and my daughter and I wore Star Wars shirts to every new Star Wars movie and and so I had all of these things in the back of my head and I'm like yeah, where is the time gone? Right, like yeah, that was yeah, a good time.
1: Yeah, I have awesome memories. Right,
0: um, so- it's like those. It's like I, I took a, a class for um, financial peace. It was put on by Dave Ramsey, and I remember one of the things I I just loved about him was, you know, the people who, as they approach the holiday season at the end of the year, they just start piling debt on and you know buying gifts with their credit cards, with no plan or intention. Of being able to pay for those gifts right away.
1: Oh, I'll just deal with it later.
0: Right, and he's and he's like, "What do you mean? It's not like Christmas or Hanukkah was a surprise, no. right? I mean, it comes about the same time every year, um, and and it, it didn't sneak up on you. Why weren't you planning for it? Don't put the gifts on your credit card." And I I just remember thinking, "Oh, you know what? I I appreciate that sentiment. That you know what life is." full of unpredictable things but you can plan for unpredictable things and you can also plan for the things that you want to experience on a regular basis
1: i love that you said that plan for the things that you really want to experience because so many times i feel like and you and i talk to people every day from really all over the world i feel like i talk to people and they all say something like oh i really want to do such and such and then i'll say okay that's great Let's figure out how you're going to make it happen. But it's like they don't even think that they have the power to figure out how to make it happen. And the thing is, is that every single one of us, we all wake up in the morning so blessed to have the beautiful day ahead of us. And we have the ability to manage our time. If there's something we really want to do, we have the ability to make sure that we can figure out a way, even if it's challenging, to get it done, to make it happen.
0: You know, um, it hope is a really powerful emotion and, and word, but there's also something really, mm. oh gosh, I can't even think of the word disempowering. What's a, a good word for that, right? There's, there's a, a, almost a, you're giving, you're giving the power to something else when you say, oh, I really hope that, right. I really hope, yeah. I, I, I really hope that I could go visit Europe someday.
1: You can if you decide that you're going to intentionally make it happen.
0: Right, right. Exactly. It, it reminds me of a joke. Um I I I'm a I don't tell a lot of jokes and mostly because I prefer I I like all kinds of jokes to hear, but I only prefer to tell jokes that are very clean and and I don't want to say wholesome, but I don't I don't want to use foul language in a joke. And so there's this joke um Um, And and I, of course, I heard this in church when I was a kid. So you can imagine it's at least a little bit clean. Old man Johnson had lived, lived his life in this really small town, pretty much dirt poor his whole life. But, you know, he didn't want for a lot. And he was approaching his 80th birthday and he's like, oh, you know, dear God, um, I'd really like to win the lottery so I can take a trip to Europe. And he prayed and he prayed and he prayed and he prayed that every day. And, you know week after week after week came went by, and he never won the lottery. And finally, he kind of changed his prayer a little bit. He's like, hey, God, you know, why haven't I won the lottery? And the clouds open up, and there's a little bit of thunder in the background, and you hear God's booming voice. Hey, Mr. Johnson, can you at least meet me halfway and buy a ticket?
1: I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I love, love, love that. But so, it's, yeah, go yeah. Ahead. No, you're right. It's so true. Figure don't sabotage yourself before you even get started. Go buy the ticket.
0: Right. And 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 that that, that's putting hope and putting the power into something else. And you're not actually doing anything. And not that he would have a chance to win the lottery anyway, but you know, if if you want to do something in your life, you kinda have to do it. And sometimes it's as simple as writing out what that first step in doing it is.
1: Absolutely. I love that. We are so blessed to partner with another wonderful company, Raw Vibe Designs. Raw Vibe Designs has beautiful natural stones and they make amazing jewelry. I'm obsessed with the tri necklace. I have one. My daughter has one. We absolutely, absolutely love them. And you can check it out at raw-vibe.com and get 10% discount off of all of your purchases and free shipping using coupon code thrive
0: I love I love uh, you showed me Avi's necklace last time we were recording I just loved it it was yeah. so it, it was perfect it uh, is
1: perfect truly um so it's so cute like everyone that we know we just all love them it's our it's like our new thing
0: yeah and, and just a note to our audience these sponsors are companies and organizations that we believe in and we use their products we will never ever ever trade sponsorship for you know stuff we don't believe in I was about to say crap can I say crap on our podcast?
1: we will not we will not <laughs> we will not pimp ourselves out
0: That's right, right. Um,
1: <laughs> we have to believe in yeah of course I mean that goes without saying I mean we're only gonna We're only going to talk about things that we truly believe in. And we're always so honest on the Thrive Podcast. I think just like what
0: we say, you know, when we're talking about our lives, we're very open and honest about it. None of this is contrived or or fake. It's all just us which is yeah. scary sometimes, actually. Oh, I
1: know, right? It's persnickety.
0: <laughs> it is. Hey, you know, so, yeah. I, so I'm going to do I need to start counting? Like, are we getting paid by the time we how many times we say persnickety?
1: I'm never going to say that word on another podcast. <laughs> but for some reason today, I just really like it.
0: <laughs> you know, I think one way to look at intentional living is to also look at um, what what's the opposite of that. and And if you're not quite getting how to be intentional or you're not getting the value or you don't quite understand it is you know what is it that is not intentional living and Dart and i were talking about this earlier and i love the word haphazard you know and it's almost like the pinball in a pinball machine and you don't have an experienced player playing the game and the ball is just kind of all bouncing around and um and i bet a lot of you listening have actually worked for a manager that is haphazard. You know, they've got the flavor of the day. Mm. You know, today we're going to focus on motivation. Today we're going to focus on employee morale, right? And it's, it's a new thing every day, which really isn't intentional. It's very haphazard. And, you know, that's, that's kind of like getting up and letting life control you. It's you getting to the end of the week wondering what happened during the week. And where did things go and where did where did the time go? Uh, it's you waking up in the morning, getting dressed, going off to work, coming home, having dinner, watching TV for a few hours, and just not really thinking about how, you know, what do you want to do in your life that makes a difference? And it doesn't have to make a difference for the world. It can just make a difference for you.
1: I remember like when my kids were much, much younger and life was sort of we were in that kind of phase where they had a lot of activities after school and i was driving them to the activities and they had homework and you know it's just kind of easy to get in that space where you're on the go all the time and you're running from one activity to the next and your calendar's kind of dictating w- what you have to do and and i remember feeling like we weren't really talking enough like we weren't connecting enough on a day-to-day basis. We were, but nothing really deep or real. Like I, I I felt like we were talking about homework and did you brush your teeth? And it was
0: transactional.
1: Yeah, it was transactional. Yes. A hard yes. So I remember when I decided, you know, I am going to make the commitment to every single day, have a 15 to 20 minute intentional connection with each of my kids (laughs) every single day. And then no matter what happens in the day, no matter what transactional interactions we have, whatever we have to do, it doesn't matter because I will have had that 15 to 20 minute connection with them. And then I'll feel really satisfied and I'll feel good about it. And so I, ma- I remember making this commitment that I'm gonna intentionally make sure every day that I have that time where we really, really talk. And you know what happened, Garth, after I made that decision, and I didn't tell them about it. Guess what, Avi? We're gonna be talking <laughs> every single day for 15 to 20 minutes about you know, really deep things. And you know,
0: <laughs> And your child's like, oh, yeah. crap.
1: Guess what, John? <laughs> but you know, I didn't say anything to anyone. It was just like kind of a, a thing I had with myself. But once I decided that, it really kind of changed the way I felt about everything. And it wasn't even, it it just kind of didn't even, it wasn't even just a lot of times a 15 minute conversation because it ended up, we loved whatever it was we were talking about. And it just kind of changed the feel of the way we were traveling through our interactions.
0: Living with intention doesn't have to be big things, right? It can be, there was another form that I used to use for planning. And it was like, I think it just said to do on it, and what I loved about the form was that it kind of put things in order of priority or importance. And there was a really big number one and it said one big thing. And then there was a, a smaller number three and it said three medium things. And then there was an even smaller number five, five little things. And I I used to use that form a lot. And then I, I realized, especially as I was dealing with my health actually trying to commit to eight things in a day was probably too much. And so what I did was I was like, you know what? Um, The five little things go away. And how do I delegate or just decide not to do those? And you know what? As my illness carried on, I was like, I'm not going to do the three either. So what's the one thing I need to do every single day, no matter what? And for the longest time, that was write the napkin note for Emma, right? So if I did that, Everything else in the day was frosting. It was extra. And way back when, before napkin notes was a thing, so I've I've always written notes to Emma, but there was a, a good portion of our lives where it was just something between her and me and nobody else really knew about it. I intentionally decided to do something with Emma as she left for school every day. And I continued on through her very last day of school this year. And as she leaves, I always say, be yourself. And that actually goes, it it goes back to me not feeling comfortable being a geek when I was a teenager, right? I wanted her to feel comfortable being herself. And what was interesting is in middle school, we had to carpool. And so two or three days a week, I took her and a couple of her friends. And as they all got out of the car, I told Emma, be yourself. So for three years, I did that two or three days a week. You know what, last year or the year before, the oldest girl in the car commented about that before as she was introducing me for a TEDx talk.
1: Mm, wow.
0: And I didn't, I mean, for me, I it was something that I just said to her, to Emma, but she listened to that every time I dropped the kids off for three years. And wow. it made such a difference in her life and and again it was for me, it was just something I intentionally I said, look, I'm going to say this. I'm gonna make sure Emma knows that I believe it and I believe in her. And it was just two little words, but every day.
1: That's amazing. Think about how much the world would be impacted if every single child before they left for school in the morning was told, Be yourself.
0: I, I can't imagine.
1: You know, think about that. What a gift.
0: Well and and again, it was it, the whole reason why I wanted to share that was was not so much the story itself, but it was something that i I set out to intentionally do when Emma was in kindergarten, and I just carried through until the last day of of high school, so for so 15 years.
1: So when you take her to college and you turn to leave, are you going to turn to her and say, "Emma, be yourself are you right, crying so, are you Are you crying right now because <laughs> Oh, no, are you crying?
0: <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for for putting that thought into my head, Dara. Um, so I am actually really torn at what my last thing to say to her is. Because there's part of me that wants to say a line from the blind side, which is probably my non, my favorite non-Star Wars movie, which is, I need a proper hug.
1: Can you say, I need a proper hug, then get the hug, and then say... Be yourself.
0: Yeah, I probably will do something like that because that's corny and also intentional.
1: Yeah, I know. I love it.
0: (laughs) You know, Dara, one of the things I, I do before all of the podcasts is I take a look at all of the napkin notes that I've written over the course of 13 years, and I try to pick one that is applicable to our podcast theme for the day. And I came across this one and I just absolutely love it. And it's a note that I wrote to Emma a couple of summers ago, actually. And it was, it wasn't a quote. So it's actually something I just wrote, wrote out, plan on having such an awesome day that Morgan Freeman should narrate it.
1: Mm, I love that.
0: And, and think about that. If you, had, if you set out your day every day like that, imagine what a difference your day would make in yourself and in the people around you. If you were to think, you know, over the, the over your right shoulder, you've got a little Morgan Freeman head narrating what you're doing all day. Love that. So um, thank you very much for listening. I am Garth Callahan, the original Napkin Notes dad, and you've been listening to The Thrive Podcast. Subscribe to this podcast using your favorite podcast app, however you do that. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, please rate us. Uh, Check back next Tuesday for the next episode.
1: Thank you so much for being here. I'm Dara Kurtz, author of Crushed Cancer and creator of CrazyPerfectLife.com, and we will see you next week.
0: Thanks for listening. Thrive is created by Dara Kurtz of Crazy Perfect Life and Garth Callahan, the Napkin Notes Dad, with the hope that we help you develop motivation and inspiration to make your life remarkable.
1: It would mean so much to us if you shared this with your friends and family and left us a review on iTunes. Remember, you deserve to thrive. Thrive Podcast is copyrighted by Dara and Garth.